Welcome back to the program. I'm Rubina Ahmed Huck sitting in for Alex Pearson this week. We have a really interesting uh, rest of the show, about a half an hour left in the program. Um, and we wanted to turn to something that is quite serious, uh, something that maybe you may worry about when it comes to your own young children. Uh, there is a new uh, research that's done that talks about children who have suicide ideations, so ideas of hurting themselves or harming themselves. And the conversation is turning to, we want to normalize when a child has this kind of idea uh, that they can come and speak to somebody like a parent or a teacher or another adult that they trust. Uh, because if this is something that they're suffering silently, it can it can lead to bigger problems for them and make their situation even worse. I wanted to bring in Dr. Dominique Morisano. She's a clinical psychologist and adjunct professor at the University of Toronto and University of Ottawa to talk more about what our children are going through when it comes to suicide ideations. Dr. Morisano, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Could you tell me, for those who don't understand what that means, what is a suicide ideation? What is suicidal ideation? Uh, it's basically um, when you have thoughts or feelings about, uh, you know, wanting to not be here, um, wanting to uh, basically end your life. And this is something that you're more concerned about happening uh, with with young people. Can you can you tell us about uh, what the concern is right now when it comes to young people feeling this way? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think that the that the recent uh, report showed increased um, increased prevalence of suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts among young adults in Canada, and um, and. Uh, younger people in general, um, uh, you know, versus children necessarily. Um, uh, just wanted to clarify that. But uh, basically, the suicidal ideation doesn't mean that um, people are actually committing more, or sorry, they're not actually dying by suicide more frequently. Uh, but they are, they, I guess the the research is showing that they're thinking about it more. And, you know, you touched on it. Um, this is obviously looking at 2021 and then, uh, you know, when the pandemic had been, we had been already a year through the pandemic and more young people are having these thoughts. And like you said, not uh, following through with it, but at least having those feelings of I don't want to be here anymore. I want to hurt myself. Uh, what is it about the pandemic that has exacerbated these these uh, these feelings? Well, you know, I think that, I mean, and I think there's also, it's it's also important to distinguish between people having the feeling of, I don't feel like being here anymore, I, 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 or I don't, um, or I wish I were dead versus um, having an active plan to do something about it. There, you know, there's active and, and passive forms of these suicidal kind of ideation. Uh, and, um, you know, when you're uh, a clinician working with um, someone that is expressing these kinds of feelings, it's always important to differentiate between, you know, uh, and do a risk assessment. Do you have any kind of actual plan? Do you have, have you told anybody, um, you know, have you thought about the details of this? And, um, you know, actions are required uh, based on what you understand. But I think in general, this, I think it's, it's fairly 
obvious to everybody that this was a rough couple of years. You know, people um, were isolated. People were stuck in the same place. People didn't have the same opportunities to exercise particular coping skills that they might have uh, utilized before the pandemic to deal when things were rough or, you know, um, their thoughts were down or like they were feeling low. Um, so exercise was harder. There was no gyms. You know, uh, people were worried about being in the same room with other people. Um, it wasn't as easy to get together with friends or family members and um, get that social support. And so uh, a lot of people were left to their own devices and their own thoughts and their own feelings um, without um, any kind of outlet to uh, help let, help ease those feelings and thoughts. And um, and so, you know, it makes sense in many ways that people would have started to get to more extreme kind of thoughts. Now, this was a report done by Statistics Canada, and, and you're right to point out that it's not just young people, it's those 65 and younger male and female uh, that are having more suicidal ideations. Uh, I wanted to though shift to young people. Um, if parents are worried about their children and what they may be going through, um, how can they make that easier for their child to come to them? Is there any sort of uh, uh, conversations that they can be having on an ongoing basis that will just make their children, if they are feeling this way, feel more comfortable coming to them and talking about it? I think that, you know, I think that opening the door to talking with our kids more openly in general about feelings is really important. Uh, it's something that we don't do a lot. Um, so, you know, rather than going straight to talking about, you know, suicidal ideation, you know, let's just start with the, the less uh, severe end of the spectrum of when you're feeling down, you know, let me know, like, you know, like, and, and one of the ways that we can facilitate comfort in our kids in doing that is by spending more time with them. You know, um, I think a lot of uh, a lot of parents were very overwhelmed um, during the pandemic and rightfully so with having to juggle, you know, working their jobs at home, maybe remotely while managing childcare, while managing schooling for online school. Um, and I know a lot of parents got really overwhelmed and there wasn't a lot of time to spend one-on-one, -on -one, you know, with their kids doing fun things or doing joyful activities or spending quality time. So making time, you know, for, for our kids, you know, cooking together, you know, baking together, going walks together, um, playing games together, board games, puzzles, uh, doing activities together the more time you have um, with your kids, the, the more they're going to trust you, the more they're going to be open to talking to you about anything, you know? And then also I think sometimes like being open about feelings in general, like, Oh, I feel kind of, I feel kind of low today. I wonder, let, let's see if we can do something to pick ourselves up. Let's see if we can think of something fun to do together, you know, normalizing that um, we all have feelings and that they're, they range, uh, from from positive to negative and both are okay to talk about it's quite normal you know one of the things I had uh, some of my uh, child clients do or younger um, young adolescent clients do during the pandemic was uh, pick a word a day for the kind of mood that they were feeling and I had them practice just you know kind of summing up their day a mood for a day with one word and we looked at the range of of, of feelings that they felt over the course of each you know week or each month 
And it was really, it was really a, a, a wonderful exercise to help people get familiar, like kids get familiar with talking about emotions and feelings. So there's a lot of different examples that, that parents can use. It really is about that one-on-one sort of just keeping conversations going, um, staying off your phone and off of social media because mm-hmm. those things uh, can uh, be a big time warp as we often mm-hmm. describe it. But also, uh, children don't get an, an opportunity to speak to you if if, if you're if you're um, if you're otherwise engaged uh, and not and not paying attention to them. Uh, Dr. Morisano, yeah. thank you so much for this really important conversation. Um, su- suicidal ideations is something that I think um, we should talk more about. We should be more open about um, and help help people get through rather than uh, just sink deeper and deeper into um, how they're feeling. So I really thank you for this conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Dominique Morisano. She's a clinical psychologist, adjunct professor at the University of Toronto and the University of Ottawa. I'm Rubina Ahmed-Huck sitting in for Alex Pearson.